Hey, it's Josh here. I just want to take a quick second before we get started to express our gratitude and appreciation to anyone who's listening, whether you're consuming this by download, whether you're listening on our website or following us on Instagram or TikTok, however that is, we thank you. Doing that lets us know, hey, that there's somebody out there. And as long as we're entertaining one person, then it just makes everything worth it. So on behalf of myself and everyone here at Game Rage, thank you. All right, now enjoy the show. All right, welcome to another episode of Game Range Anime, where we tell you what to like and you don't have no choice in the matter. I like that. Me too. <laughs> I second that motion. Yeah. Um, I'm your host, Frank. I'm here with some other asshole. Oh yeah, I'm. It's Josh. I'm here too. And uh, the third wheeler, fucking Adam. So, what it is? Would it be? What it? What it do? <laughs> All right. So, um, at the end of our, or not the end, but last episode, we talked on some sub, um, some subjects about how animation, music, and all that can lead into a great scene. Mm-hmm. And I sent you guys with some homework. Yeah. With the first one being one of the most iconic moments in Dragon Ball history being Gohan surpassing Super Saiyan, Super Saiyan which, was, yeah, which would later be called Super Saiyan 2. Mm. Now, I sent you guys four different versions of that clip. I sent you the Funimation dub. I sent you the English, uh, sorry, the Ocean dub. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> and then I sent you the original Japanese. Mm-hmm. And I sent you Team Four Stars version of it. Right. Now, let's start with you, Josh. Out of those four, mm-hmm. which one was the worst? Oh, yeah. Without a doubt, it was the Ocean one, man. That, that thing sucked. That was horrible. Everything about it was bad. The only, for me, the only redeeming quality of it, which it, it's just because it was funny, was when he actually turns Super Saiyan 2, it literally sounds like he's fucking someone. Like, it's, he's just like, <laughs> it, it's, it just sounds like he's just coming and coming. That's like what it sounds like. And it was funny for that part, but other than that, it was terrible. I didn't, I didn't like that one at all. That was the worst. Adam, I second the motion, and for me, it was Android eight, Android 16's voice. Yeah, I, I thought it was AIDS. You know, you know what else was bad was uh, the music, like and the and the quality of the voice, like the recordings for the voice. It, it just sounded, it sounded as if they were in a gravel pit, just rubbing gravel all over the microphones as they were recording. It just was like, it was bad, man. So, so what? I, I'm just curious because I don't. I, I never watched the Ocean dub. So, what is what? What was that? Was that just another company that got yeah. rights to do it? They were the ones, if I remember correctly, were the ones that got the rights for the Canadian distribution, and then mm. they also got some in the United States. Because a lot of people grew up with both, either the Funimation or the Ocean dubs. I. I'm glad to, be, to have grown up with the Funimation dub. Right, yeah, that's that's the ones I remember. I don't, I don't really remember any. I did see some of the Ocean dubs, especially when I went to Mexico with my cousins. Mm. Um, they thought they were doing me a favor by giving me the, the Ocean dub one instead of the Spanish one. Yeah. Um, the Spanish one was better. But um, that's how I saw that one scene I showed you guys with Vegeta's You Will Not Escape My Wrath. Right, uh-huh. Which I'm not even 100% sure it was Ocean dub, because it doesn't sound like... Um, Oh man, I can't remember his name. Uh, the guy that actually plays Vegeta for Funimation. Yeah, it doesn't sound like him, so I'm gonna say it wasn't. And you know what's funny too is what I mean. This is maybe not even on 
yeah, maybe you'll ask this, but I don't know. But I just thought it was funny how the the general gist of what they were saying was similar, mm-hmm. but a lot of the lines were really different. Were not like the translation or whatever you want to call it. Mm-hmm. It wasn't just you would think. Okay, if you're going to translate this to do the dub right from anime or not from anime <laughs> from Japan Japanese to English, it, it would you would think it would just be exactly the same across the board because you know the translation is the translation, but. They kind of, at least with the ocean one, they definitely, I understand when the English translation is, is different than the original Japanese dub, because obviously the words don't just directly translate, yeah. translate over. And then obviously with acting, you know, things kind of change up a little bit, the way they say things or the way they use a word. But it, it's funny to see how they were all, well, other than the Team Four Star, because that's just a parody, but... That's understandable, obviously, but the other one, the three of the other ones were just basically almost completely different in the dialogue that they actually chose to use, which I thought that was interesting. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> All right. Now that you said it was the worst one, mm-hmm. what would you guys say is the best one, Josh? Oh, uh, let's see. I thought that overall the... I, I do think that the Japanese version was probably the best, mm-hmm. the original Japanese Version the the Funimation one was was very was very good too. I, I also enjoyed it, but it, there's just something about and, and again I do hate reading. I, let me just re reiterate that I've said that before, but I, I just hate reading. Okay, and and when I'm watching a show, it's very distracting to look at something and have to look at the artwork. Maybe I'm just dumb, but to have to look at or bad at multitasking, but to have to look at oh, okay. Here's this beautiful artwork in this scene playing out, and then I gotta look at the bottom so I can read what the fuck they're trying to say. Mm-hmm. That I hate doing that. However, it is it is far superior in most cases the Japanese version. The way they do the like, you can feel the words hit harder with if they're saying something to the effect of let's just say oh I'm gonna kill you. It's instead of saying oh, I'm gonna kill you. It's Oh, like, I'm not saying in Japanese, right? But it's the way the like, the inflections they put into it and the the oomph behind it. It just sounds more dramatic, I guess, is maybe what I'm trying to say. And <laughs> that could be why it's better. Also, I felt like the musical choice that they used in that one was was a little more appropriate, I guess, for the scene. Because the one, uh, the one in the the ocean one, the music in the background there kind of sounded shitty. And then there was one, I can't remember which one it was. It might have been that one, the Japanese one, but there was one where there was no music in a certain in the certain part of it where there was there was no background music. It might have been the Funimation. It, it might have been the Funimation one because that actually was pretty. That was pretty legit. I thought that was cool. And then, in terms of also about music, I did like the one thing I really loved about the Team Four Star one, mm-hmm. which I, it's hard to it's hard to kind of compare it because it is apples and oranges somewhat because it's. They're not doing a direct translation of it, mm-hmm. but man, I am a sucker for whatever that shit's called at the end when they do. You have the music going and you have that just cold, hard. I don't know if it's a cold, like there's a cold open. I don't know if it's like a cold ending or mm-hmm. whatever, but a that hard that hard stop where it's just it's the music playing and then it's just the logo. It just it just comes out of nowhere. And you're like, oh shit, it's over. I don't well, know, man. I'm a sucker for that. I love. I also that. know That's, this though too. At the time, uh-huh. we didn't know. Because Team Four Star was already giving out the hints that they were going to be done, done or something, yeah. But we didn't know for sure. So at this point, we were literally at the point saying, "Oh shit, this could be the final episodes of each of yeah. this." And then they announced that they're going to do uh, episode sixty, part one, two, and three, back to back, essentially. Yeah. Like, well, week, 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 as opposed to several months in between. Right. They were going to release them like almost right back to back. Yeah. Yeah. So they pretty much told us, yeah, you're, it's three parts. Hmm. 
So when that shit happened, it's like, like literally, if you ever watch the reaction videos to this, they all had the same reaction where they're like, oh, fuck. Like, oh, man. And that's, and, and I didn't, obviously, I didn't know that going mm-hmm. into it because I, I, I haven't really been super deep into Team Four Star stuff. But that, knowing that, now that mm-hmm. makes it even more that makes it even more awesome because it's it's I don't know what it is I just love that I'm a sucker for that man I just love that 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 hard stop and then just the, like the music's going and it just it just goes right into it and it's like that's it it's done so what about you Adam Adam what would you say was the best one uh, I have to agree with Josh and I'm not I'm not picking these because just to say that I'm you know whatever Josh is saying is convincing to me mm-hmm. I, mm-hmm. we we all watch this at different times separately and yeah. separately too yeah yeah and we, we didn't even talk about our I don't think we talked about our own personal opinions about any of them like no prior, prior to, to this. sitting this yeah prior to sitting down no yeah we but uh so yeah, this is the first time we're talking about it yeah I'd say the Japanese one was probably the strongest the only thing that I'd knock it for is I didn't I don't know why but for a scene like that I don't want lyrics. I don't want vocals or I, I don't think because then you have the, the dialogue being spoken and then you have like the the lyrics come up in the song as well. And I'm like, kind of takes away from it in a, in a sense. So that's why I preferred the instrumental version, I think, in the Funimation version. Uh, and that's I don't know. I, I just I think I preferred that for that specific uh, dub, the Japanese dub. Mm-hmm. Um, I also enjoyed, because uh, I think every other one besides the Japanese dub had Gohan contemplating um, achieving mm-hmm. Super Saiyan 2. And this one, he didn't even, they didn't have that. It just went straight yeah. to fucking, I'm like, that's awesome. I like this better because nothing illustrates anger better than fucking just going into it. Right after Android 16 said, let it go. He's like, let it go. And, it, and then as soon as, you know, he fucking gets his head, uh, he gets, stomped he, in. He gets yeah. his fucking head stomped in. And then, uh, you know, not long after Gohan gets his, uh, he just goes into full rage mode and just. Ready, ready to bust ass. Mm-hmm. Oh yeah. So I, yeah, I definitely say the super, the Japanese dub was better with the, with a slight with a slight knock on the music. Um, I wish they would have taken away the lyrics, but I understand like that maybe that's more cust more customary to more custom to Japanese dubs that they allow What's that type of music like with actual vocals and stuff. Voc- mm-hmm. Vocals, excuse me. Okay, interesting. Well, I want to say personally, my least favorite one is also the ocean dub. Mm-hmm. And for the longest time, my favorite was always I could never choose really between Funimation and the Japanese version since I was I grew up on the Funimation one, but the Japanese one is just so much like uh, like Josh said, it has it feels more epic, more emotional. But now I honestly truly do feel that the Team Four Star one is probably my favorite. Because literally everything that's great about the Funimation one is in the Team Four Star one. What's great about the Japanese version is in the Japanese is in Team Four Star's version. Now, even they themselves said the reason that they people would say, "Oh, you guys did this scene better than the Japanese version." He goes, "Yeah, because we had the power of hindsight. We're able to do things that they didn't even think about because they had to do it right then and there. We had twenty years. Twenty years, we were we were able to take a scene." And live with it for 20 years and then 
come up with a different idea for it, and it worked better because we had 20 years to reflect on it. Well, in this scene, like, I think in the Team 4-star version, Android 16's speech was better. Even with that little joke, in, the little two jokes ahead in there with Vegeta's dad and the birds. Mm-hmm. Uh, there's, in the show, the running, even in the uh, Japanese, or the original versions, he was obsessed with birds. Mm-hmm. And so on Team 4-star, the joke was that he was overly obsessed with birds. Mm-hmm. So that's why he said, he goes, that's why I care to love the birds and the things that are not birds. <laughs> um, so besides that and the whole Vegeta joke, I thought that that joke was better because it, it, I think it, it attacked his pacifism better. He, like, he literally says, hey, I get it. You have some daddy issues, but look at Vegeta. Look at me. Mm-hmm. I get it that you've gone through a lot of trauma, but look at Trunks. He can tell you stories. And it all ends with, and then he died too. Mm. Goes, you ain't special, kid. I mean, you you're special, but not because of your pacifism, and like it's holding you back. And I don't know. For me, I felt that Team Four Side again did that better. And I love the I love the English translation of that song. I love the way how they did it, and then like Josh was saying, the editing they did, the framing, the uh, the pacing, especially how they ended the music, right as Gohan's tears ended. And yeah. then the ends in it ends the episode because was that supposed to symbolize that was the end of young Gohan. And then Toriyama did nothing with him <laughs> until the new movie. But I don't know, personally that's why I liked it. But again, that comes from years of hindsight. If which they had the other guys didn't have the advantage of. Right. So if it's, if you take that out of the equation, I would probably lean towards the Japanese version because I really, really love that song. Even the Japanese version I like, but the guy's voice is a little off, so I do prefer um, whatever his name is that they got to do the translation. <laughs> but yeah, that's how I feel about that. Yeah, yeah. how do you think about, okay, because I kind of I brought this up a little bit, but it, to me, it was a little bit almost, yeah, I get it. They're doing... A, a dub, right? Team Four Star. They're doing technically a dub, which is what Funimation and Ocean technically well, did. If you right? want to bring up Funimation, what Team Four Star did with Dragon Ball Z, <clears throat> uh-huh. Funimation did with Shin Chan. Well, no, that's what I was about to say. So, in so looking at the context, right, of you got these three translations that are supposed to be serious, and they are like they are the translations of the sh- of the show, mm-hmm. basically, right? That's that's what they are. Yeah, there's some artistic expression taken with each of them a little bit. Excluding the, the, the Team Four Star. But if you look at, okay, Forge for, or uh, Shin Chan, that show was essentially, it had nothing to do with what they were actually dubbing it to be about, essentially. So Team Four Star, yeah, they're sticking more to the, their dub, because that's what it is. It's a dub, right? So their version of the dub is more, it's comedy based. So it, that's where I kind of feel. It's almost apples and oranges almost. It's it's yes, I will I will give them. They they did this scene justice, I felt like. I I don't think that they they fucked it up or anything. I think they did a great job with with paying homage essentially to the original material. Um but I don't think that cuz you know, you like you said, oh there's there's a, they slipped in a joke here or they slipped in a little joke, a couple of jokes here. Whereas in the original it's it's okay, that's that was that was not the tone of the original. It was almost like they're doing kind of half, 
half of a 4chan, or not, I keep saying 4chan, goddammit, <laughs> half of a Shin-chan type deal, and then half of also keeping it like a serious dub, essentially, you know? <laughs> so I, that's why I kind of feel like the team, and not, not to take away, I'm not knocking them or taking away from them, I want to make that clear, but I just think it's kind of almost comparing, like I said, apples to oranges, where the purpose of the Team Four Star dub is more comedy-based, parody-based, as opposed to being an, just just an actual dub translation, a serious translation of the actual, you know, original source material. So I think that's why it's kind of hard for me to just kind of pick. I think they're their own category, really, is kind of, I guess, what I'm trying to say in, in a really long-winded fucking way, is I think that the, the Team Four Star version of Dragon Ball Z abridged, is, it can't really can be compared to the any other dubs just because I, I think it's kind of its own category of dub uh, and and I and again I think they do great I think they have a lot of funny stuff in their in their in their uh, dubs so or abridged or whatever it's called mm-hmm. but uh, but yeah that's where I kind of so what do you think how do you feel about that does that does does that kind of maybe to frame it that way does that maybe change not necessarily your opinion I guess but does it does it how do you what do you what do you how do you respond to that I guess of what I just said about it's 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 almost apples and oranges. Do you agree? Do you disagree? Um, I would for most <clears throat> when the case with most of bridge series, mm. but when it comes to like certain bridges like Team Four Star and Little Karibo, oh, who man, Little Karibo, um, the efforts they put into their shows are right. not not to say anything bad against other bridge series because I watch a lot of the bridge series. Yeah, but specifically they they capture the mag- the magic of a bridging mm-hmm. where you can take something that everybody loves. Still, still keep it the same um, general storyline, I guess. You yeah, know? but still make it something new and fresh. Right. Like, <laughs> uh, like I watch um, Team Four Star is currently doing a whole. They're they're rewatching the series and doing commentary and talking about like the thought process between be, behind some of the writing scenes uh-huh. and stuff like that. Yeah. And you t- they talk about like it's funny. <laughs> Kaiser Neko fixes a lot of animation errors in editing. Uh-huh. Like, there was one scene where he was showing it where Piccolo was literally just cross-eyed for no fucking reason. <laughs> and he had to go in there and spend, like, a good amount of time fixing his fucking eyes. Yeah. Because the studio didn't have the time to fix things, so they just had to rush out this movie. Uh-huh. And, um... And then there's times where they just come up with amazing lines that aren't comedy. Like, um... There's a scene where they're, uh, when Android 16 is fighting Imperfect Cell. Mm-hmm. Uh, he um, throws Cell and it makes him go into a hole in the, wall, in the floor. And so I was like, oh my God, what's happening? And then you see 16 is charging up his arm cannons to shoot a laser at him. And he's like, wait, I think I see a light. And then 16's like, good, walk towards it. Mm-hmm. It's a fucking yeah. great line. And in the original, none of that was in there. Just, just. So there was no dialogue, but they made that scene a little bit better. Same thing with Piccolo. They had a, they had a similar line where, because um, uh, Piccolo at this point had fused with Kami, Kami being the Japanese word for God. Mm-hmm. Um, Piccolo was fighting Android 17, and 16 tells him, hey, uh, I think he fused with Kami. He's like, what the hell is a Kami? And then Piccolo's, it means God. And then he shoots a beam at him and says, now bow. Hmm. I mean, shit like that is fucking... I know I'm not doing it justice because I'm just repeating the line. Yeah, yeah. But watching the scene, they're fucking great. And again, it's the power of hindsight. Because you're able to come up with shit that... Oh, man, I fucking... 
that they couldn't do because, I mean, mean culture wasn't a thing back then. And right. they have a lot of fucking jokes based around mean culture. Yeah. Um, so I feel like it's not, it's, it's its own category, but it's more like, it feels like a right way to do remakes. If you, if you get my drift. It's a remake, but it kind of isn't. Right, right. It's a reimagination while not rebuilding it from the ground up. Right, right. Like, yeah, I mean, I mean, that makes sense. Hell, like, um, um, what's his name? The guy that plays Vegeta in the Funimation dubs, uh-huh. he straight up says that if anything ever happens to him, to him the um, uh, Lanny, or Lanny Pator, whatever, that's how he, his, Nick Landis is his actual name, he uh-huh. says that he sh- he gives, he puts it in his will that he should take over for Vegeta. Mm. And like, uh, there's a huge thing. There was a huge thing about like when Chris Harris died, that little Karibo should take over the role because of how great he did as Frieza in Team Four Stars of Bridge series. Mm. And there's a lot of people that are in voice acting now because of the roles they did in Abridging. I don't. I wouldn't say directly because, mm-hmm. but well, like if you watch any series, especially Little Karibo and Team Four Star from Episode One, and then watch the latest episode, you'll notice the magnitude of change in voice acting like because everybody was just you know they just did it especially just fucking around essentially yeah and then they originally became they became legit voice act literally all of them think little Karibos has actually done work hell Team 4 Star even were hired to do the English dub of a movie of an anime movie yeah so it's like does that make them legitimate or not that's your that's subjective I mean yeah I I think I think that does you know, mm-hmm. I mean, it's it's like uh, if you were to take, let's just say, some some unknown podcast on the internet that nobody listens to, and then oh, over a year or two, all of a sudden, oh man, now these guys end up on the radio, like they have their own radio show. Let's mm-hmm. just say that would be kind of like the equivalent of that, uh, you know. So yeah, I do I do think it probably they, they went from bootlegging essentially to uh, being an actual uh, alcohol distribution company, essentially, yeah. you know, basically is kind of what it seems like. But I mean that's cool, good, and that's that's cool. That's part of the, I don't know, the magic of, and and that's not to say that I, again, not to try to take away from anything of, of what they've done or anything. But I just think that it is kind of a separate category, and it's a little, it's 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 almost its own thing because you said it's the it's the benefit of hindsight, yeah. right? You can go back and see, okay, maybe something, or I mean. There is, I don't know if this is a joke or whatever that's made, but let's just say, oh, you could you could tie in, now that it's been so long, you could tie in a 9-11 joke to something in, in that Dragon Ball Z, but oh, it's never, it, that didn't exist when that happened, right? You know, that's an example, it's probably a shitty example, but, you know, that's an example of, oh, you could, you could make reference to things that hadn't even happened when this was originally created, and, and maybe that scene fits for something that is, oh, this is cool, this could work here. So, yeah, no, I think that's definitely... That's such a weird example. <laughs> yeah, well, I'm a fucking weirdo, so what do you expect, all right? Like, if anything... 9-11. <laughs> if anything, what Freak was saying about uh, acknowledging what the thing is, uh, and I guess, in my own words, enriching what the characters are, because, yeah. you, like, you know, it, it is, it is uh, being able to sit with something for so long that... Not only do you understand the narrative of Dragon Ball Z, you understand each character. And if you're somebody that's voice acting for that one, one specific person, whether that's Android 16 or Vegeta, 
you you get in that mindset, what would Vegeta say in this specific line? Because you're you're almost writing like fan fiction, mm-hmm. and it's like yeah, it, it, yeah, and uh, and maybe that's where it it comes from a good place that they're they're not just settling for the comedic element; they're adding to it in a very humble and uh, what, what would be the word to say on yeah, to? I, it, I feel it, like they're just doing it, giving it the respect it deserves. Yeah. I guess, and they're not, you know. They're not trying to change it from what it was, but they're just trying to enhance it or make it better. I yeah. Guess. So, uh, and then for, for them to be, I guess you would say legitimate voice actors to dub, for you know, for them to say that they're able to have a job, uh, at least in one occasion, to do a, le- a legitimate acting gig as far as voice acting goes, to, to do that from scratch, like to, to do in a bridge series that shouldn't, shouldn't, have been anything but fun and then have it turn into like a legitimate gig. That's kind of uh that's interesting. Cause I, I would say that as far as, uh, as far as voice acting goes for, and maybe I'm, I'm, maybe this is my limited scope of anime, but, uh, I don't know how well English voice actors are recognized as far as, uh, animes go. Mm-hmm. But for those guys, that must be that that must mean a hell of a lot cuz as far as I understand when it comes to voice acting in Japan, these guys don't they don't just uh decide one day that they're going to go into voice acting for Japanese animes and shit. Yeah. Actually, that's not, that, that's kind of redundant. Just for animes, sure. I guess because <laughs> yeah. Uh, <laughs> but uh but they actually go to school, and they it's it's like they actually go to school or an academy. Yeah, they receive training, Tra- actual training. So yeah. it's, in Japan, it's a, it's actually a respected uh, position, right? So in that regard, I guess you could say that, in spite of ironically it being funny, they they kind of added more legitimacy to uh, English yeah. voice acting. Is right, yeah. So and you know it's funny too <sighs> if you look at back at just the early. 2000s to like 2010s i guess let's say there there were like nine guys that were voice actors in the animes right now i'm being facetious a little bit but it was all like the same guys i was gonna say the exact same thing the only people that i can really think of um as far as voice acting for english voice actors is steve bloom who was the voice of spike spiegel right Mm -hmm. And Laura Bailey, who was the voice of Shin Chan. Oh, yeah, she's in everything. She's in everything. And then she's uh, also she's also the member, one of the members of Critical Role. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Well, Johnny Young, Johnny Young Bosch was. He's also the voice of, of the main character, and essentially for, for almost Code. every other. I know Kogias, it's not, he's, he's yeah. Ichigo and Bleach. He's, yeah, you know, I mean, he's in a, a shit ton of stuff. He's Sas- he's the Sasuke main and Naruto. Yeah, Sasuke and Naruto. Yeah, but but there's you know there's, but those are those guys are. Kind of the elite. There's but people that, what, yeah. yeah, there's like, but there's everybody else. Yeah, yeah, but you, you might not know. And what's funny though, too, is is some of the smaller play animes that were not necessarily pumped up or they only maybe had one, one 13 episode run or something like that. <clears throat> some of those guys are, are in those too. I mean, they, they were, they were doing, they were putting in the work on even tiny projects and they were just trying to probably. <laughs> Get, no, I was just saying they're probably just trying to get paid as much as they could to just you know keep keep afloat for whatever. I, I don't even think it was more for it was more for credit. <coughs> uh, true, hey, yeah, look, yeah. I've done all of this. Right, work. yeah. 
And then also um, they they they're in a lot of those guys are in video games too. Or well, I was about to say um, cartoon regular American cartoons or whatever. For those who don't know, Critical Role is a uh, uh, is a bunch of voice actors led by Matt Mercer doing a camp doing a D and D ran campaign, and they're literally all professional voice actors. Every single one of them, being Laura Bailey, Matt Mercer, um, I, I can name them all. But um, every every year on Halloween they do a little joke where they all dress up. And one year they did it where they all dressed up as one of the characters they voiced. And, um, oh my God, I can't remember her name now. Um, I can't remember her fucking name now. Fuck, it's pissing me off. Anyways, so, uh, Laura Bailey was dressed as Cat from Gears of War. Mm-hmm. Um, Travis Willingham was dressed as Two Face. Um, uh, fuck, one of them was dressed as Gara. Mm. And she was just dressed in fatigues. She goes, yep. Yeah, for that one time, for all of because that one time we all played that role, Soldier Seventeen. <laughs> yeah, no, that's funny. That, that, that is funny. You know, the only instance I could think of American voice actors in the same regard as uh, some of the top voice actors for Japanese anime is like Kevin Conroy and Mark Hamill mm-hmm. for Bat. Well, I guess even Tara Strong because she she did a lot of voice acting for a lot of American animation but as far as like everybody else I'm, I'm not really sure yeah no that's a good point I don't really I mean I guess you could also make a point for um uh oh my god what's wrong with me in names today um Dark Vader fuck oh uh yeah Sam or not Samuel Chase Earl, uh, <laughs> uh, James, James Earl Jones, Jones. Yeah, yeah there you go I mean, I mean, yeah, I guess that could be true. I mean, he well, he did two things though. Voice. No, no offense. Like his voice, and then and he was in the Sandlot. Yeah, no, was, and then he was in. Uh, he was on Mufasa, like Lion King, yeah. Darth Vader. The, Co- I, but, uh, don't forget Conan. He actually yeah, he played was, a role. He was actually in the movie, <laughs> Conan. Yeah. With those weirdly blue eyes. Yeah, but hey, hey, dude, three movies. Uh, it's, a, it's the only three movies he ever needed to do. Yeah, to hear the lamentations of the women, or what is it? You know that line from Conan? Yeah, he says, he says, what is, he says, Conan, what is best in life? And then he says, uh, to see your enemy driven before you and to hear the lamentations, lamentations of, of their, their women. women. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's a good one. All right, what do you got? What else you got? Frank? What else you got, Frankie? I hope, yeah. I hope this is this is all you, dude. Uh, so the next one that I was asked you guys if you could watch episode 19 of the first season of Demon Slayer. That that is not that that's I was not, I was not I, assigned. Yeah, I don't remember. I, that. I, I, I don't remember that. I, I remember. I remember you sent me the the clip of uh, all my all my. Yeah, I, we watched that. I uh, watched that, and I was I that what you were trying to send us? Was the nope? Demon I, couldn't find, I couldn't find a clip. So I specifically told you uh, to just watch. I had to ask you to watch the whole episode because I couldn't find a clip that captured that scene perfectly. Yeah, I don't think I. Well, what was that? What was that? All my clip then was that was that, that was part also, of it too? That's, yeah, that's next. Oh. I was going to talk about that first. Yeah, see? Uh, oh, I must have left that. I must have just skipped over that. Because I, I only saw that YouTube clip. I didn't see that part of it. Did I send that to you, Adam? You only sent me the... Well, I sent you the clips. I don't know anything about Demon Tail or whatever. whatever. Demon Tail. Whatever. I don't whatever. know anything about Demon Tail. What was it called? Demon Slayer. Demon Slayer, yeah. Demon Slayer. I combined fairy tale and fucking Demon Slayer. <laughs> Two animes he's never seen before. I mean, at least I've seen fairy tale. All right, well, whatever. We'll we'll circle back on that one. What's what's next? The uh... Uh, All Might fight. All right. All right. I'm 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 gonna be honest. I watched this thing and there was a lot of shit going on. And yeah, I, it was, I, I, it was, was. I was my thing was showing that 
the, the reason I want to bring that one up is that was one of the most pivotal moments in that anime. This mm. whole fight, this whole thing. <clears throat> and um, just for clarification for people that don't know, what 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 episode of what season is it specifically? <laughs> Fuck if I know. I, I didn't know. I don't know the number for this one. All right, then who does he fight? Who's he fighting? It's, um, all, it's all Might fighting uh, one for all. Yeah. And it's the first time they fight? No, this is in the first time in the anime, but Yeah, that's what I'm saying. Like in the, is is the chronological order of the anime this is the first their first fight essentially. In the anime shown, no. Yes. But in, in the actual storyline, no. This is like their fourth or fifth fight. Okay. Um cuz um there was this thing I remember having a debate with one of my friends about uh-huh. the difference between I guess it's going to be this going to be answered by you. Mhm is the fight between Gara and Rock Lee for the tun- in the tuning exams mm-hmm. versus Naruto versus Sasuke at the Valley of the End at the end of, of regular Naruto. Which one do you remember better? I mean, probably Sasuke and Naruto. But man, that Rock Lee and Gara fight was fucking great, though. I mean... It was lame. Most people don't remember... That, that one even at all? No, Naruto versus Sasuke. Oh, really? When everyone always points out which is the best fight... In Naruto, they, that one's always a contender. It's Sasuke, oh, sorry, Gara versus Rock Lee. It's beautifully animated, all this shit. Yeah. It's fucking great. But this is the first time these two has met. Mm-hmm. Sure, you, we had little scenes with Gara being fucking a mass murdering psychopath. Mm-hmm. And we have scenes with Lee being a goofy motherfucker that just likes to throw hands. Mm-hmm. That's true. It was just one or two episodes each. Like, yeah. not a big buildup for them. And then the fight was just out of nowhere fucking amazing. Where with Naruto versus Sasuke, it was literally the whole series was building up to this fucking moment. And so if you were to say, show somebody who's never seen Naruto both those fights. Yeah. The Naruto versus Sasuke fight is going to mean nothing to them. Because they they're not part of that build up to it. Right. Um, uh, Eric from Blind Wave said it best. When he finished watching that episode, he goes, oh man, that was amazing. I felt like I earned that scene because mm. he because you watched that right, whole scene yeah. to build up to that with the Rockley versus Guard. You don't need any build up to it because there wasn't right. that build up, so the fight can be enjoyed because nobody knows anything about these two. This is literally the first time we're seeing them legitimately fight. Yeah, so there's no way you can go into that scene missing something because there was nothing to be given. Right, right. So when you show people, when we were showing people the scenes. They like everyone liked the Naruto versus uh, sorry Gara versus Rock Lee fight, and we're mm-hmm. like, uh, that fight would look cool for the Sasuke, but I mean, I don't get it mm-hmm. because they didn't watch it. They didn't, right? Yeah. Again, they didn't earn it. Mm-hmm. So that's why I want you guys to see this fight because it looks pretty, it sounds yeah. cool, it sounds epic, but all that shit coming up into it probably took away from it for you. Oh yeah, because I had no idea what the fuck was going on. Yeah, I mean, and then for everybody else, it was an addition. It was an addition. It was an right. addition. But for you guys, it was probably like, okay, what's going on here? I don't... Yeah, there was also other shit happening, and I was, I was just like, what, what is this? What's this? Ah, what, what happened here? I mean, the fight itself was, yeah, it was cool watching that go down. Mm-hmm. But yeah, I guess to what you said about all earning it or whatever. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I didn't. I I wasn't verse read into the to the part of the the whole thing. And it's kind of, I guess, if you look at in anime in general or anime that has fighting is the main. Sc- crux of it right kind of battles or fights or whatever i kind of i kind of think the way that they do it is is almost in the similar sense of how they do 
UFC or you know how they book those right or even uh-huh. like pro wrestling for example right how they book all that stuff you know you got <clears throat> let's just say you got two guys that oh this is their first fight and they go out and put on a, a fucking just an absolute banger mm-hmm. and they're just beating the shit out of each other and it's an amazing fight and the people go like oh yeah man that's so cool that's so cool and then the next fight is guys that have this is like their sixth or seventh fight and people that have never seen them fight before, maybe this fight looks boring to them or maybe it looks shitty, but the people that have watched the last six fights know, oh man, he's, he's, they're, they're doing this. They're, they know all their weaknesses. They know all their strengths. They're now, and that's kind of how the Naruto and Sasuke fight is because it's, it's, it's like, oh man, they're, they're fighting, but, but they know each other so well, you know, growing up and all this stuff, blah, blah, blah. And then you finally get to see essentially like the payoff, I guess, is would be the end of it, is them actually fighting. Mm-hmm. Whereas... To somebody who's who didn't get to live up to all that payoff or get to get to witness it, yeah, just just as how you said it, it, it doesn't really mean anything. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it, and it may look shitty to them because again, yeah, they're not. It's it's that uh, you know how when they old talk about uh, sword fighting and how it's usually generally real sword fighting is just it's just one move and that's it, right? Mm-hmm. So moves right. Out. So let's say you got a couple amateurs and they're they're two guys that have just started sword fighting, but they don't they're not that great. But they're just going at it and just ha ha ching 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 chinking swords and doing all kinds of crazy shit, right? Chinking off metal and everything. And then oh man, that looks really cool and that oh man, maybe it's an excellent looking fight. But then you have two masters that are sitting there staring at each other and they're the just fight, staring. The fight is in that stare. Right. And they're just waiting. And then the second the first guy makes the move, it's already over. The fight has already been decided of what's going to happen. The, the, the outcome, just by him doing the one first move, that has now decided the entire outcome of the fight. And only one move is had, and then, oh, kills him or whatever. And then, but nobody gives a shit because, it, oh, it didn't look pretty or it didn't look that great. But the people who, who stuck around and have seen the buildup to that, oh, man, it's, it's epic. This is the only way this could have gone or, you know, whatever, whatever the case may be. Mm-hmm. That was all I had to say about that. Okay. <clears throat> yeah, there's another example with Obi Wan and Darth Maul fighting. Yeah, for the I was last still thinking time. about that yeah. too. <laughs> yeah, that's that's exactly kind of what it is. Yeah, there was like you have the build up from Episode One up until what is, is it? Is it Star Wars Rebels or Rebels? Yeah, yeah, is when they fight. Yeah, so they're the they have their scuffle, and uh, I, I don't remember specifically what it was. It was I think it was Obi Wan's stance that yep. this fight was just done in mm-hmm. one. I don't want to say it was done in one second, but it was done in one strike. Yeah, and that w- that was it. But if you didn't enjoy it, like I said, it, the- from, from start to finish, from episode one up until that point, that fight yeah. might have not fit. You, you might not have gotten everything out of it. Yeah, uh, if you weren't a fellow Star Wars enthusiast, but I mean, it might look cool or whatever. But the moment didn't mean nearly as much if you didn't sit with it for. You know, X amount of years, from, right? Yeah. From episode one up up until that till that whole that that pivotal moment. People who just got into, let's say, watching whatever it is you're watching, to them it didn't mean anything, or they would say, "Ah, oh, that fight was kind of dumb. It was, what, it was just one move, you know." But not knowing, kind of like what I said earlier about the other thing, not knowing the history of everything, then yeah, to you it was just, this I mean, was yeah, just weak. In that same fight, like we were saying, the whole fight was happening in the stare down. Yeah, and. Was it like freaking Obi Wan even baited Maul by going into his a regular, uh, going into his normal stance? Then he went to a normal stance, and then he went to the Qui Gon stance, and then he pulled that move where he tried to hit him in the head, in the head, and then 
That's when he finished them was because he knew that move was coming because he baited him into that move. Right, yeah. And again, it was all done before the first swing. Right, yeah. And people that did, wouldn't have seen all that and known that just would have thought, oh, that's that's so that's weird. Hmm, wonder why they did that. Mm-hmm. And then, because I do remember people specifically for that thing, people bitching about that, about, oh, that, that fight was dumb, blah, blah, blah. Well, you, did, you didn't get it. Mm-hmm. That's all it was. It wasn't dumb. It's just you didn't get it. You don't get it. You don't, you don't understand. So, mm. anyways. What else you got? What else you want to talk about? That, so with Adam, did you? Oh, sorry. <laughs> would you? What was your thoughts on that scene? The uh, what? The All Might scene? Yeah. Dude, I'm gonna be honest. There was so, like I said, there was so much shit going mm-hmm. on between. I understand there's a lot of characters in My Hero Academia, mm-hmm. but there there was a lot of time dedicated to. I I know All Might is not the main character of the series, but this was supposed to be his scene. Yeah, but. I guess the fight was so impactful that it was destroying the city and shit and everybody was evacuating and, you know, there was time dedicated to capturing all that and shit. Yeah. And I'm like, fuck, there's so much shit. That that was the part that was kind of like fucking me up because I don't know who the main character is. I know it's not All Might, but... Uh, it's uh, Midoriya, the green-haired kid. Yeah. Young Midoriya. <laughs> I mean, it was cool, though, I mean, to see uh, these guys throwing these... Uh, City wiping out punches. <laughs> yeah, I guess you could say that. And then, um, it, there's the, uh, there's also the, um, this n- never say die element of All Might. I'm like, mm-hmm. oh, that's cool. Like, he's, he's like, ah, oh, man, yeah. he's, he's falling apart or some shit like that. Literally, yeah. He's falling apart and, well, like, to give you a little background. Oh, sorry, continue to talk, sorry. Yeah, uh, so I don't know what this guy's deal is. I imagine it's some kind of uh, some some type of Captain Marvel slash Shazam Shazam situation where he's a regular person, but he gets to become this powerful person by doing something specific. I don't know what that is, but uh, yeah, I guess this guy's power was diminishing, and I guess this scuffle was kind of like the I don't know if it was the ultimate chapter of their. These, this the the rival rivalry between the two or whatever this is, uh, but man, those punches were really sweet and you could see like him reverting back to his like human form and shit. But at least like ah, oh, uh, All Might is gonna prevail or some bullshit and like everybody was kind of scared like oh man he's not gonna pull this one off. Mm-hmm. But yeah, I mean it was cool for you know f- for what it was. But again, I don't I don't understand the entire extent of that character and without that I don't think I could really enjoy the the battle itself without knowing everything like you can about the entire entire universe right. of the of the, the anime but it was cool yeah so you're able to enjoy it for like the action scenes and like the little tidbits but you weren't able to appreciate it for the whole entirety of it that was building, being built up in that scene yeah and I think I saw some comments saying that for for an anime to have battles in the same regard of Naruto with Rock Lee and the, the mm-hmm. other character you're mentioning, Gara, whatever, that, you know, you're watching, a, a, according to this person uh, that wrote a comment for on a, on a YouTube, uh, that YouTube video, they said, once, once you have the side characters having an epic battle and you're just as invested in those characters as you are in the main ones, like you got yourself a, you got yourself a real special anime. Mm-hmm. I, I'm paraphrasing, but that, yeah. Yeah. Um, th- I thought that was interesting. Um, uh, just going to side note, that's one thing I actually do really enjoy about My Hero Academia is that, yeah, Midori is the main character, 
And like, the reason why one of the reasons why I hate high school animes is because like, I don't know if you ever see the scene where oh, you ever played a game of spot the protagonist in a scene. Um, it's no, a, it's like a running joke where oh, like a Yu Gi Oh character like. You know Yugi is the main character because of his fucking hair. And he's made to stand out and be whatever. Yeah. So there's always a joke about a game called Spot the Pro Tag. Like, everybody, their faces aren't even drawn. It's just like, they all look alike. And then there's just this one guy, leather jacket with 20 buckles, fucking 20 foot long hair and shit. Like, oh, there's the Pro Tag. Yeah. So one thing I like about My Hero, though, is literally every character in there is fucking unique in that classroom. And they spend time on every single one of them has character development. It's not just the core three or the core four. Every single one of them has episodes dedicated to them. Every single one of them has their unique personality that add to the scene and don't take away. Yeah. Like, and then it was, uh, but just to give you guys clarification on that scene, um, uh, all for one is the, was a villain that has the power to take powers away from people. So, say, Josh has the power... He has the quirk that gives him the ability to shoot lasers out of his eyes. And I have the power to take powers. I'm like, oh, that's cool. Yoink. All right, now I can shoot lasers and you can't do shit. And then, as you saw in that fight scene, he was able to combine quirks to make his punches stronger and stuff. So, his brother had no powers. And he just decided to make fun of him and give him a useless power. He gave him the power to stack power. So stack power. So, you know, if you one person plus one person equals two, so, you know, that's twice the power. But what is that going to do for a person? But he failed to realize that he did have a quirk. He had the quirk that allowed him to transfer his power to another person. So those two quirks combined and became uh, one for all to counter his all for one. So... All Might is the seventh carrier of that power. So there are seven humans that had it, and all their strength multiplied each time it got transferred to, until it reached him. So him, before the show even started, him and uh, Off One had a big old final fight. And it literally blew out freaking All Might's fucking, like, uh, respiratory system and shit. Like, he has this huge gaping hole in his chest and shit. So he decided, all right, I have to find someone to transfer my power to. Through a lot of bullshittery, he transfers it to Midoriya. So now he's the eighth holder, the ninth holder, I can't remember. Um, so now the quirk should, in theory, be stronger with him. But uh, it's funny, the problem with him is that he can't use the power yet because he never had a quirk, so he never learned to control a quirk. So whenever he punched something, he fucking obliterated it, but his arm is completely... Sh- like, the whole arm is bruised and his bones are dust. <laughs> okay. So the whole point of the series was him trying to learn to control the power. And um, so one of the side effects of transferring the quirk is that you no longer have it. So it was slowly fading away from him. So, and on top of that, because of his injury, he was on a time limit. Where at the beginning of the show, he can be in his All Might form for an hour a day. By the time the series ended, he that fight was all he had in him. Um, so he thought he killed All for One in that last fight. That's why he was like, oh, whatever. So while All Might was getting weaker, All for One was getting stronger. Um, and like, I don't know if they showed the scene where he, he was making fun of him about Shigaraki or like his, um, 
I don't know if you that I don't know if that clip had that scene where he was mocking him for that. I'm not sure. Remember. I don't, I don't, I don't where know he's mocking him that. about the grandson. I don't know if I remember that part. Well, then, like I said, there was a lot of shit going on yeah, there. So, so I mean, then, yeah, see, again, you'd be able to miss things like that. Like there was one thing that that they missed that probably was um, All Might's catchphrase is "Everything is good because I am here." Or, uh, good. Now we can get started because I am here. So that was his catchphrase. Mm-hmm. And so in that fight team, when um, All Might was trying to save uh, Bakudo from the rest of the bad guys, he kept interfering. Hey, you're not going to interfere as long as I am here. So that was a jab at him at his catchphrase. Mm-hmm. And then All Might's personal um, belief is that if you save people with a smile, you're making the world a better place. Mm-hmm. And so that's why he told him that whole shit about Shigaragi was, um, oh, you know this guy you've been fighting? He's been leading the anti-heroes, and you like beat the shit out of him not too long ago and all that shit? Yeah, he's your former master's grandchild that you guys abandoned. And like that was meant to be like, oh shit, I fucking, I betrayed my master. I'm shit. a piece of shit. Yeah, and yeah. so like he's like, oh, no, whatever. And he goes, oh, what's wrong? Where's your smile? <laughs> so like there was like those little taunts that were just like, yeah. oh, you dick, but... So you guys were probably like, okay. Yeah, we didn't even get it. This went. I think I think that was in the thing. That mm-hmm. one, I do think that was, yeah. But yeah. I, I I didn't really understand yeah, like, it. And like just the whole smugness. You go, where's your smile? Oh, fuck, I hate him. He's so that's why I like him. <laughs> and then yeah, so and then I told you guys in the last podcast, like he names his attacks like, uh, uh, Detroit Smash, yeah, uh, Delaware Smash, stuff like that. So his final attack. Being the United States of Sex or United States of Smash. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Again, in the Japanese, I'm sure that was a fucking awesome moment. And it would have been fucking American, uh, I guess, slang kind of ruined that scene a little bit, kind of. Yeah. <laughs> but, um, yeah, it was... Uh, so, yeah, the whole scene was just fucking... Because of all that buildup. And on top of the shit, the whole thing with Bakio being kidnapped. Him and the main character used to be best friends as kids. Mm-hmm. But Bakio was a little shit. Which is why Josh likes him. Mm-hmm. Uh, he has an amazing quirk where he's he sweats nitroglycerin from his hands, so he can make explosions, and he can also make himself fly and all this cool shit. So he thinks he's the shit, and it's not until he goes to UA, this high school for superheroes and training, that he learns I'm kind of basic actually. So he has an attitude issue, and he hates Midoriya and all this shit. So the whole point of that scene was, yeah, he became friends with the red-haired kid. So that's why he told him, you have to be the one that calls out for him. Because if I call out for him, he's going to ignore me. Yeah. So it was like, and then the whole scene is just of them building up to them rescuing him without engaging in combat was the whole thing. And so, again, to you guys, like, why? you probably were just like, just fight already. Just fight. Yeah. But in the reality, they couldn't because of rules set by the school and the fact that let's, they'd probably be fucking killed by that guy. And that's probably hero. And... Uh, I don't know for me that whole scene where you can just hear the whole town is literally crying him out beat him all night and everyone's just fucking crying out for him and he's like yep that's me that's my power and then that just scene at the end where he just knocks him the fuck out and he just stands up and does the whole rocky thing and he yeah, yeah. transforms back into himself and then Gran Torino the guy who trained all night he's like no no let him be he's doing his final job as the number one hero that's just him just doing that fucking pose I was like fuck that's amazing and like that's to me who's someone who's literally watched who's who's not only watched the anime but has read the manga mm, yeah as opposed to you guys who done neither 
that's a, that's another thing too that's interesting. Because this is kind of maybe going to be a side tangent, but mm-hmm. similar to what we were talking about earlier about people who yeah don't have the history of watching something with anime. It's almost because most of them, or I would say a good majority of them, probably are based on a, a manga or mm-hmm. essentially a comic book, for lack of a better term. As uh, people who don't know what a manga is, but I'm sure if you're listening to this, you probably know what the fuck a manga is. So people who have read the manga and then watched the anime, whatever it is that that happens is even more epic in, in terms of you know what what it is the impact on them well, as opposed to some fun. guy. Oh, okay, go ahead. That's also in static images too. Yeah, that's what I'm saying too. Because you you go from having the moment, oh man, it's so epic to see it. You you lived up to the moment, and then you get to see it on the pages as static. Whatever happens, happens. But then to watch it go from being static pages to animated, and then it having even more of an impact on you. That was why I asked you guys to watch episode nineteen because I was <clears> going to bring this up. Uh-huh. The animated the the liner and the animated not animated uh, the liner. I forgot what the term is in Japanese, but one of the guys who worked on the, the actual manga for Dem- Demon Slayer. Mm-hmm. Like I guess he wrote the whole thing saying like, "Oh my god!" Like when he saw that sh- when he saw episode nineteen actually live and animated, he said he felt like, "What's the best way?" Of it? From what I remember, you saying like he felt honorated, like my work came to life in a way mm-hmm. I didn't even imagine was possible, and so it's like something that he like showed like he loved that shit, right? Because it's something he worked on. And I know you guys have seen Goku go Super Saiyan for the first time, right? Yeah. No. Maybe. I don't know. I, I, I'm not sure. Well, it's like this whole scene. The clouds come in. Lightning starts changing. And Goku's just like... And like, he's like, what's this? There's something in the air. <laughs> he's like, what's this? What's going on? And he's just lightning. All the shit. And, he's just, and then just a fucking loud ass scream that echoes across this empty, dying planet. And he just turns Super Saiyan, just and just chill. And then there's that iconic scene where he's just standing and his head's slightly tilted back, and it's just fucking epic. In the manga, it's just one little page. Yeah, it's like it's probably even one square. Yeah, no, it know, was or one whole page. Oh, yeah, just it, a whole page. They yeah. gave one whole page. But again, it's just like, yeah, that must. As a manga reader, they're probably going, "Oh my god, this is so much better. It's fucking great." <coughs> <coughs> Going back to the All My Fight, there's a lot of fucking reactors that I liked, that I was watching that were people who have read the manga. Like, wait, yeah. oh man, I know, I know, Bones is gonna do this justice, like, because they knew what was coming. They knew this shit was gonna be epic because it was fucking epic in the manga as well. Yeah, and it just fucking blew everyone's expectations, especially, ex- I mean, to especially blow the minds of the manga readers is always a fucking treat. Because. So let's just say, at the very least, it was eight months. At the very least, eight months between that that manga's release to that anime being right, yeah, yeah, to it being animated. That's eight months. Again, hindsight of us like of us building up like, oh my god, I see what I loved about this scene was so great, so great. It's just this moment, this moment, this moment, and you start creating an expectation in your head. Yeah. And a lot of times when manga comes to life, the expectation isn't met because. You have all that time to build that scene up in your own head, how you would want to see done, how you would want it animated. So that's why you always see a little disconnect between manga readers and anime watchers and anime onlyers. Yeah. Um, but Demon Slayer 19 didn't have that fucking issue. This scene with All Might didn't have that issue. The scene with Goku going super scene didn't have this issue. Yeah. 
Do you think that inter? Okay, because if you look at the same thing, let's just say for someone who wrote a book and then it became a movie, right? You know how there's always, oh, the book's always better than the movie, right? There's always that whole thing. Mm-hmm. Do you think that because it's it's uh, it's drawn like because you're because when you when you do the book when you read the book, right? You're using your own imagination. One hundred percent of your. One hundred percent of that book is happening in, it's your, in your, your own brain. You're, you're, you're the guy, the the author is is telling you what's happening, but you're visualizing it in your own head, yeah. right? Essentially. So, do you think that's why? Okay, somebody who reads a manga because it's already visualized for you. Essentially, yeah. it's just not in motion, but mm-hmm. the visuals are there. So you're not having to really use as much of your, you know, imagination to kind of go, oh, okay, cool. Well, this is kind of what I would think about what this guy would look like being animated or mm-hmm. doing the action as opposed to oh if you know in the anime when it comes when it comes due it's oh man like what you were saying about that it's that water or the the sword thing right the the water effect or whatever is that what you're talking about specifically there's a lot to it well, what, oh yeah but i mean we've talked about this before and i have seen some of that scene or whatever and i can i could totally not agree but i could see how oh yeah this guy going from you watching this effect happen that he's maybe thinking about what it possibly could be in a drawn single static image mm-hmm. as opposed to then them taking that. And there's no there's no book, right? There's no... Because the book at least would have descriptors and, and tell you... It, it would be able to describe to you that, that water glistening effect or whatever. Well, so here's the thing. In the manga uh-huh. and, and also in the anime, they never describe what it looks like because it doesn't exist. Uh-huh. The attacks in Demon Slayer mm-hmm. are just for our benefit, the viewer. Oh. In the actual show, that shit's not happening. Mm. So, like, with Hanjiro launching that water dragon, that's not what's happening. It's him just moving in a way where he's simulating the move of that dragon, and he's striking. But it's not that dra- It looks like the dragon's doing it, but no, right. it's just him striking. Yeah. Hmm. So, in that absence, it's different because they cannot describe something that's not there. Yeah. Because it's not there. Right. But I get what you're saying at the same time. Yeah, yeah. Interesting. So I, to continue that question, like yeah. Adam, because um, I sometimes I have issues when I'm reading the manga, going from panel to panel. I have sometimes I have a disconnect where I'm not able to connect both scenes together. Do you ever have that issue when you're reading comic books? I haven't read comic books in a long ass minute, but yeah, like there's not. It's not always uh, evident where your eyes should naturally lead to sometimes. Mm-hmm. Like, I mean, you start from left to right, and you just kind of wing it from there because there's people that get really creative with, like, the panels, and you just your eyes just wander to something that just gravitate towards you, yeah. but that's not necessarily the order that it's, it's, supposed, your, to it's, be in, it's yeah. supposed to be in. But so, like, what, 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 what were you getting at with that question? I was just saying because, like, if you see this, a disconnect between scenes, in that sense, is that the um, with the animation, like, say, um, when they make a movie, when DC makes a movie from their comics, do you ever have moments where, like, oh, I see, like, where you have the, like, when you have an iconic moment in a comic book and it comes up in the movie, in the movie yeah. do you ever have a moments where, like, oh, that's how it was supposed to be? I don't know if this answers your question, but um, since I I was going to bring this up when you guys were talking like two or three minutes earlier, because mm. I don't know if this is exclusively something that the Japanese deal with that, because I know it's apples and oranges to compare comic books and manga to mm-hmm. 
to be similar. Everybody likes to call it the Japanese comic book just to fucking simplify it, but the, yeah. no, there's a difference. I, okay, there is a difference, right? And the same case for like uh, animes to American animation shit. Um, I feel personally that when it comes to U.S. media and specifically like comic book genre stuff from it being translated from the comic book to the animation. I mean, it's cool to see it. It's cool to see it translated to a live action type of thing. Not a live action, but uh, an animated uh, format. Mm-hmm. But there's a lot of things that are lost. Like there's things I'm, I'm just like, oh shit, that's I don't like that. Like, mm-hmm. and then when it comes to the Killing Joke, the book itself, that book is like damn near, damn, damn near perfect mm-hmm. by itself. Like as as just the goddamn masterpiece. But when you see the Killing Joke, the animated movie, uh, the animated movie, you're like, oh my god, they changed so many things. Like Barbara, yeah. that whole beginning, Bruce, I'm the like, whole beginning thing was just pointless. It was added to make the make it like but when they actually followed the book yeah. it actually got pretty good yeah and i'm just thinking oh shit they butchered that and then I, I have no interest in seeing the flash movie but i know it's vaguely about i know it's vaguely about flashpoint the book itself but i'm right. like i don't even really care at this point because i know it's not going to be anything close to what the comic book is and then on top of that when it comes to manga to animes i wonder if the japanese are like oh no we're not just going to do things for the sake of making money. We're going to make shit that not only are we fans of because we like the the manga itself, but we're going to we're going to do it justice because it's our duty and like I wonder if there's a sense of duty to do the anime itself. I think there is in the sense that um Compared compared to the U.S. because yeah, like, I, I don't know US, about the yeah. U.S. I don't know about the U.S. I would say I would say that yeah I do think that there is a, an element to that but just as there's that element in anything even here so if you've got somebody okay let's say who takes a beloved property right um, let's just use I don't know the, what's something that's from like older days the eighties um, Transformers yeah let's say Transformers right so let's say somebody's gonna go ahead and take. Transformers and and do a, a modern version of it. Now, you could either get somebody that is doing it just because they want to make some fucking money because they know, oh, Transformers is is hot. It's gonna sell. We got this money, son. And then just kind of fucking Bay. put some shit out that maybe is meh. Or Michael Bay. You could get somebody that takes the literal that is what was a fan of Transformers and says, oh man, I have an opportunity to do something with this that and make it better than it could ever be and put the hard work in or whatever you want to call it the give it the respect that it deserves and and treat it right and make something completely awesome as opposed to yeah someone who's just doing it for the money and i'm sure that in japan that that there is there i'm sure that there are a lot of animes that have come from mangas that are shitty because the studio is just oh man we got to fucking make some money like let's just plug it okay so i know this is off on a tangent Uh but I already don't like the fact I, I really I I'm not sold on the Blue Beetle movie and I know they're pushing him as a Mexican superhero. Was, um, he, not, that, was he that in the comic books? Yeah, well I mean the new the newish the newer, newer Blue ones. Beetle that yeah. is Mexican, but the old one, Ted Cord, is he's a white guy. But you don't get any whiter than Ted. Uh yeah, true. The the thing that bothered me is that 
I already felt like the studio was not, they're not reaching for the people that are qualified for the job. I, I could tell because they hired fucking George Lopez as the uncle. I'm like, fuck me in the ass, dude. I hate when studios do that. Just to get a Mexican. To who they think will draw the Mexicans. Exactly. Like, like, oh yeah. my God, I might as well have just picked fucking Gabriel Iglesias. Yeah, like, would it have yeah. been better if they picked Gabriel Iglesias? No, it would not have been better. It actually <laughs> would have been worse. Remember, the, uh, I don't know if you saw the Looney Tunes movie, but they had him play Speedy Gonzalez. Really? Yeah. Okay. Well. But to be fair, he actually did a really good job. Fair, but he has that fast fo- Like yeah, He has it. Yeah. He has it. it, it so that it, makes sense. But no, no. They, he, even th- he even talked about it in his special. He did at Dodger Stadium. Yeah. Where they asked him, hey, would you like to be Speedy Gonzalez. He goes, Oh, did you guys pick me because I have a really good, I can do the perfect accent? Or did you pick me because I'm Mexican? So the contract is this, <laughs> they wouldn't answer the question, but they. Yeah, right, right, right. Because um, when they did the line read, yeah. he did it in his Speedy Gonzalez voice. Yeah. And he said he looked at everybody like, That was, that was perfect. Like, yeah. they weren't expecting, they just wanted his name. Yeah, yeah. It, and I, I feel like that's where. That's that's the pit. Yeah, that's yeah. the pitfall for like the U.S. when it comes to comic book movies and stuff. Uh, is that we prioritize profit over art? Like the yeah. yeah, and like the art could turn into the profit. Like if you just honor the material, like, and that's what I, I that's what I wonder about Japan. Yeah. Is like, dude, does Japan? Like, obviously, everybody wants well, to make money for doing stuff they love, right? Yeah. But they, I wonder if Japan is like. All right, we're it's a passion. We're gonna make money, yeah. But we got to do like what you're talking about for Demon Slayer mm-hmm. and and for uh, for My Hero Academia. They're like, man, you know what? Not a, I I appreciate the fucking manga or whatever, but we got to do this scene justice for All Might. Like, this is a really epic battle. We got to fucking translate that shit and make it it's, ten times better. It seems like that because most of the time when there's a huge epic battle, for the most part, most animes do do it right. Uh-huh. Again, I don't watch. I don't read every manga out there, so I don't know perfectly word for word in, in each manga. Mm. But in the ones I've experienced, because um, like I said, I was asking earlier, like I have that disconnect sometimes when I'm reading the manga. So uh, it's kind of like with Josh when he reads subtitles; it takes him away from the scene. Yeah. For me, there's nothing taking me in the scene anymore. I'm not trying. I'm not going back and forth trying to figure out the flow here. In the actual animated scene, it's fucking okay. I can follow it. And at that point, I don't know. It's kind of like I reach a moment where I'm like, I can follow it. Now I can absorb it better than I did in the manga. So there's a lot of times when, even if the manga anime did things different, my head is now, that's the headcanon for me now. Because I didn't have to waste time and all that shit. So I absorbed that way easier than I did the manga. But at the same time, like, the fucking Naruto pain fight was one of the fucking greatest fights in the Shippuden series. <coughs> and one of the greatest moments in that scene is um, Pain gives this fucking amazing speech to Naruto. And the English version fucked it up. But the Japanese version, it was almost, I want to say it was word for word, but it was fucking... Not only did the fucker make it word for word, he made it, like, flow in a way that was like, I believe that this fucking terrorist is doing this for the right reason because of this fucker's delivery of these lines. Yeah. So, yeah, I believe that in Japan, they see it more. They accept the art for what it is and work with that. Yeah. And But 
to give America a break, there are some scenes that you just can't translate from comic to animated movie. Like, I know uh, the Court of Owls series for the New 52. Yeah. One of the, one of my most, even to this day, I still remember that fucking panel where Batman's going crazy. Yeah. And the book literally starts making you start flipping it around to follow the fucking spiral that he is literally going Yeah, the down. maze he's in, yeah. And it's that was fucking amazing. Yeah. But is there a way to translate that to animation? Not really, no. no. There's certain things that can't be yeah, translate translated as far as, uh, as far as uh, the comic book medium goes. Mm-hmm. Do, do, just to circle back a little bit on what you were saying, do you... Okay, do you think that also kind of it takes it out a little bit from the from the manga version of it? Because we are trying to also decipher from reading from right to left where we don't... Like, that's not inherent to us. Right, it's not inherent it's, to us. It's, it, I, I, think, I do get confused a lot. I'm, I'm like, wait a minute. I, re- I fuck up and read the wrong panel and go, wait, what? And then, ah, oh, shit. And then I have to go, like, track myself back. To, and then... Because sometimes it's not always... Because, you know, in our, in our comic books, it's always essentially... Uh, top left, left to right, top, top left. left to bottom right, essentially, if you're going to look at the squares. Mostly, that's, yeah, If it's yeah. squared out, that's pretty much how it's generally done. But in the in a lot of manga, it, it varies. Start off, it starts off to the right, and the whole right will have one-third of the page be the first panel, and then two panels, a third, another third, and, like, it's... Yeah, it's it's weird. It's It's, like, it'll take you from... The top, the top right. Then oh, you'll go to the bottom, the bottom of that left, same panel because oh, it goes you gotta all go the back way down. Here. Yeah, it's it's like fuck. Or they'll do it in a third. And I know sometimes they do that in comic books a little bit, but in in manga they do it. It's all the time they do that shit. And then obviously because I'm reading it from a different direction, I'm not used to. I feel like it fucks me up, and I just go, Again, "What am I what doing?" Saying. It's that disconnect that we sometimes get. And then sometimes I and, and now listen, this just could be because I am dumb, but sometimes I gotta read it like three or four times before I actually figure out what the fuck's going on and and go, "Wait a minute." Wait a minute now. now. I never, I've never done that in a single regular, like a comic book. Never had to do that. So it's only. So do you think maybe that's also a little bit of that disconnect you were talking about too, or that could be? It's a different art it's, style. It's because of, well, that it's a different art style. It's a different medium also. But again, it's, when I say art style, I don't mean the way it's drawn because I know that's in um, the fandom of anime and manga. Art style is how something's drawn. I'm saying no. This is literally they do things differently than us. Um, what is it? Um. Scott Pilgrim versus the World. You know, it was a, it was a comic book first, right? I guess, yeah, I think it was technically a manga, if you want to call it that. No, it, it, that's the point I'm bringing up. Yeah. He was part of a group that was trying to bring that comic style, but to America. Yeah. So it was a man, It was done in manga style, but it was still done in an American way. So it was, it's that whole art style thing. Yeah. So that's what I'm trying to say is that, like, when I say art style, I mean the actual whole way of doing it, not the way... This one particular guy did it. Yeah, because I don't. Uh, one of the cool things you can um, that people like to do, uh, like Leonardo, when it, the manga ended, um, uh, Tito, I can't say his name. The guy who created One Piece, he made a scene of Naruto of One Piece, but in Naruto's hands. He made a scene of Naruto, but in One Piece style. Um, the guy who did Bleach, he did the same thing. Um, at the time, he was retired, but he came out of retirement just to do. Um, Kishimoto did um, a Dragon Ball Z scene, but in, uh, did Naruto but as Dragon Ball, like drawn in his style. So it's that's always something cool to see in manga. That I always uh, like, even when they're not retiring, it's just like paying homage to another person. Yeah, do it. I, I do kind of piggyback a little off what you said. I do want to point out something that is really cool in in manga and whatnot is the 
art style of the original guy who drew the manga, they always generally make that the exact style of how it's drawn mm-hmm. in the anime. Whereas in unless American it, unless, comic books, unless it's one of those CGI ones, right? Yeah, yeah. Okay, sure. That's that's an exception to the rule. But uh, in in general, I feel like they yeah. generally it's it's not the same dude drawing it again. But man, they they pay really good homage to that. Whereas I, in comic books to animated movies, there it, it's never generally similar or, or whatnot it's always it's because it, it's not the same i don't know why that is but i don't see well, i don't it, see that same kind of well in in the art world when it comes to comic books and manga uh-huh. your art style is kind of your fingerprint especially in japan I, I won't say especially like if you ever noticed nobody does characters like kishimoto there's no other anime that does their characters to look like dragon ball z characters because it's that's his fingerprint and here in America, I know. Uh, I remember I saw an interview with Kevin Smith. He was talking with Greg's. I can't remember his name. Something. He's he was uh, one of the guys that did Batman at the time. And he was talking about yeah, my style of Batman is I have huge traps. I have this and this. Like every artist has yeah. a unique way of doing it. The only issue, the reason why it's different here is this guy can do Batman for like three years, but then he's gonna go do something else. Right. The same person that created the manga yeah, is the true. artist. So and, and they're they're doing it from start to finish. Yeah, that's their, it. Yeah, I was gonna say title. I was gonna say the exact the exact same thing that for the U.S. there's like because I mean I think for DC or Marvel you know that everything is gonna ultimately be an ongoing series and there's right, no yeah. there's no finite end to yeah yeah anything until so, a crisis comes happens yeah. <laughs> and then it's like a sandbox like you you get to play with the toys for a minute like whether that's Batman Superman right, or yeah. Wonder Woman or even fucking uh Iron Man Hulk or whoever fuck, yeah yeah whoever it might be but you get to play with those guys for like three or four years and the team is always different whereas with like manga there's a it, finite it there is an ending to it, mm-hmm. so unless it's one piece, unless it's one piece, uh, but there is, there will be an end, and the art style, as you were saying before, is influenced by the person that created it. Mm-hmm. So for, that consistency is like a it's a necessity. Yeah, and I think that also kind of not to knock American comic books or. Uh, but I think that also kind of hurts it. But then again, like for, I, if you I, if yeah, you hate you. if you hate a certain artist and you get that for fucking thirty years, yeah, then you're just gonna you, hate it. You're just gonna <laughs> fucking hate it. it mm-hmm. But uh, you know, there's it's nice to get a break between artists and see different styles of Batman come up. But but for like for manga, it's like that shit is usually good. Like whether right, yeah. that's Bleach or fucking Naruto, like you like the style usually. And it's yeah. kind of nice that you get that consistency throughout the fucking entire run because I, I would definitely be turned off if I was reading a fucking manga and, you know, halfway... Three, yeah, three years later, some asshole filler, looks totally different. Yeah. Filler asshole, like, can't draw for shit. Yeah. And they're just trying to speed run the book. They're like, oh, we got to get... We have to pump out issue, these next five issues. Uh, we need somebody to fill in for the, the big guy, the artist, because uh, they're not able... They can't. They just can't do it. They're sick or some bullshit. But like they have this other person come in and it just yeah. ruins the book like well, the art, yeah there's also a team involved in it like like in american comic books we have liners yeah we have the guys that fill it in and stuff he had in the most manga teams like there's the head guy yeah, yeah. who's approving everything and he's doing the main the lion's share yeah but everyone else is like hey um this arm didn't come out to red let me do a little adjustment to it yeah, yeah you know you know what that's good keep going out yeah and like 
So yeah, he, at the same time, there's other people that are drawing it, but it's going through the big guy, like you said. Yeah. We're here in America. It's like, hey, I don't like that this guy's doing it fast enough. You can do it faster. It's gonna look like shit, but I know you'll do it faster. That's all I care about. Well, and the really the big guy is just it's not the guy. It's not the guy that's actually artistically involved. It's just a company that owns the fucking character. No, that's, no, we're talking about the, the manga. I'm talking about the guy who's actually in charge of the project. No, that's yeah, that's what I'm saying. No, like, he, the way it works in Japan is the person. Uh, say for Naruto, because uh, this is where I'm getting my most knowledge is um, Kishimoto. Um, I think that was his name. Uh, Kishimoto. Uh, Kira Toriyama, that's who it was Dragon Ball, not Kishimoto. I said Kishimoto earlier. But it was Kira Toriyama's Dragon Ball. Kishimoto, because um, I bought the first Ninja Guidebook, uh-huh. and then he literally has a whole sketch of the studio and shit. And like, so basically it was him and four, I think four people total was working on Naruto, the manga. Uh-huh. And um, so what the way it works is him and his team make the whole thing. Yeah. That's it. They uh-huh. make the whole thing. And then they'll send a chapter to the editor and the editor will say, hey, uh, I don't like the way this guy looks in this panel. Can you do something about it? All right, cool. Now what? And then, so, yeah, the, he answers to his editor. Right. But at the same time, most manga, have, or manga writers have the ability to say no. Right. That's what I'm saying. Yeah. But they have the ability to tell him no, take it or leave it. Right, but. well, because they're the ones that are creating the thing, mm-hmm. right? But where well, that's what I'm saying is like, okay, Batman, DC owns Batman. Yeah. So there's eventually, when you go up the line in the chain, there's some asshole who's not artistically involved with creating whatever comic book is involved with Batman, potentially making the decisions yeah. about Batman, this comic, and saying, oh, no, I want this. Why, and the why, artist can't say, Why hey, do you feel like you're making a, a comparison to the American medical system? <laughs> I mean, it's, it kind of is true, I guess, but it's it, the, the artist can't say the guy that they hired to, to draw the Batman in the comic. He can't tell him, "I'll go fuck yourself." This is how it is. They'll say, "Cool, guess what? You're fired. We're getting a new comic." Whereas in or a new a new filler or whatever. Whereas there, if you fire that, you can't really fire that guy because he's the one that or is the team. Yeah, right. He's they're they're doing the whole thing. You well, know, they did do that once. With, uh, well, I'm not saying once, uh-huh, but yeah, yeah. my knowledge is Akira Toriyama said no. He he tried to end Dragon Ball three mm-hmm. times, right? From what I remember. And the, the people said, motherfucker, you are our personal fucking mint. You're going to make more. You want to go for a fifth? <laughs> no. <laughs> <laughs> um, so he finally put his foot down. And he says, no, it's ending with boo. I'm done. And they say, well, fuck you. Goes, we're gonna make our own Dragon Ball with blackjacks and hookers, yeah. and thus the story of Dragon, Dragon Ball GT. GT so was he born. wasn't involved in that shit, but even that shit even followed his animation style. Yeah, yeah, because uh, you can't just you can't just up and change it yeah. after fucking however many years it's been, you know. But at the same time, it didn't. It followed his animation style, but it did not follow his storytelling. <laughs> yep. But at the same time, though, like again, that's the beauty of the editor in manga, <clears throat> as opposed to the editor in. Comic books because yeah. I don't know how the, the relationship is in that sense. I have no idea, Say, but yeah, I, yeah. So I, yeah, um, Kishimoto Cell. Like I showed you the scene with Perfect Cell. He, they kept denying his designs for him, saying, "Oh no, this is whatever, whatever." Like no, they no. And finally, he came up with Imperfect Cell, and then he showed him what his ideas for Semi Perfect and ultimately Perfect Cell. So it took his editors telling him no, no, no to, for him to whittle it down to what we saw. And so there's scenes where editors, yeah, they know they know the business. They just don't know your work. So, yes, 
I want this to be my way. Hey, we can make it your way, but let's make this so it can hit more people. And so, like, there's a lot of scenes in Dragon Ball that are credited to the editors telling him, hey, this will work better if you do it this way. And him, like, okay. <laughs> but then, uh, it's funny, Team Four Star was talking about this, saying, like, or specifically, Taka was talking about how, um, if he's unhinged, he's unhinged. Like, when they let him make up his own characters, he's like, so, you want to make Super, right? He goes, yep, I want to continue Dragon Ball in my own way. So, um, who's going to be the villain? Looks to his left. He sees his, he sees his hairless cat jump, trying to jump off the counter to get his food. <laughs> it's going to be a giant cat, and he loves food. And then all the editors. <laughs> <laughs> sucking his dick. Sucking his dick. Yeah. Jerking him off in the hallway. Yeah. Bravo, bravo, yeah, bravo. Oh, sir, that's genius, sir, sir, that's genius. <laughs> but, I mean, dude, Beerus is actually pretty sweet. I, I like Beerus. Yeah, yeah, he, I, I, he he's, a great, he's a great character. Uh, it's funny, like, he has a brother called Champa, mm-hmm. who's just a fat, he's fat. Yeah. And, like, he's fat, he's fat. <laughs> <laughs> and everybody jokingly calls him Thick Beerus. Uh, you know what's funny? Like, as far as Cell goes, compared to, like, everybody else, I think even Boo is a better designed character as weird as he looks uh even like kid boo mm-hmm. looking like a shriveled penis i don't know man i i have a love for imperfect cell because that motherfucker is creepy as fuck all right but i guess point being i think fucking cell is like a really busy character and i think it has to do with like i don't know if it's the color palette or just how much shit he has going on mm-hmm. that he looks like a praying He's like a praying yeah. mantis or something. Whatever insect, the fuck, yeah. Whatever the fuck he is, he's got so much shit going on it's that like he doesn't the, feel like a. Uh, uh, I, get, I get what you're saying. Like they even made a joke about it in Team Four Star, where it's like, I already lost the joke. <laughs> well, thanks. No, it's like it's like he's almost doing too much. You know? There's, there, yeah. There's too much. There's too much going, going on there. There's too much shit going and on. The colors are weird. In the, the character yeah. design, but he is cool. He's a cool character. But he stands out. Yeah, he is yeah, a cool he's character. Someone that right, stands yeah. out. I, I think for me, what I take away. So Akira Toriyama is the person who created Dragon Ball, right? Yeah. I feel like the guy sticks with a lot of simple color palettes. That's and, his whole, and, it's and his simple, whole thing. It's simple, simplicity. Simplicity, right? And Cell doesn't fit that. that, that. Because he's an abo- that was the point, because he's an abomination. Oh, I see. He's, is that like, like on a meta level? Like yeah, on a, on a meta-, meta level. He's an abomination. That's the whole thing about oh, him. Oh, sweet. Okay, then never mind. It's cool then. Yeah. <laughs> see, it, it never work. mind. I get it now. <laughs> <laughs> All right, well, that, I guess that concludes well, that conversation. <laughs> Well, no, it's funny too because uh, um, I was just saying uh, they were doing the whole thing about like the best things of, from Dragon Ball to transformations, and one of the things that made Frieza work was, yeah, he was like, oh, whatever, in his spiky little short midget form, and then he turned into that big buff version. Yeah, it's cool, and then he turned into that freaking aliens ripoff form, oh, yeah, and um. But then when he turned to his final, most powerful form, mm. it is the most simplistic version of all of the forms, and it is fucking perfect. It is, it works. It's just, it works. Yeah. And so they were talking about how it even goes into Super Saiyan. All he did was change the color palette of his hair and his eyes. But instantly you recognize, oh shit, this is something big. Yeah. And all he did was just change the color. And I don't know if you've seen Ultra Instinct. I've seen it, yeah. Uh, one of the complaints about it was it looked cool. It was fucking cool. It looked cool. It was gray hair. It was it was swung out aspect. Of the simplicity. aura. Yeah. But the problem was when it went perfected. 
And I mean, leading into it, it was one of my favorite speeches from Vegeta, where he's telling the gods of destruction, like he's talking shit to the gods. He goes, "Oh, if that's what you think," because they're saying, "Oh, that's it, Goku is done. He has he can't beat Jiren in that uh, unperf- that uh, uh, un uh, uncomplete form because he hadn't mastered Ultra Instinct." Mm. And Vegeta's like, "Well, there you go." He goes, if you really think that, then you truly aren't worthy of being a god. He goes, what did you say, mortal? He goes, he goes, you just said it yourself. He hasn't perfected it. All he has to do now is perfect it. He goes, it's the only time he has left. He's like, motherfucker, we've been fighting for 40 minutes. And every saying from every universe, whether it be ours or the other universe, we have shattered our own expectations. We've shattered your expectations of us. Do you really think he can't do it? And then he starts yelling into Goku and saying... I entrusted everything to you, Kakarot. Everything I am. My pride. My hope. Everything is in your hands now. Now, trespass into the realm of the gods and show them who you are. Like, fuck, that's a great line. Yeah. And then Goku transforms. He masters it. He does perfected Ultra Instinct. The gods of destructions even stand up in reverence to this moment. Reverence. And it is is the most... He's fat. It is the most ugliest fucking thing I have ever seen in my life. His hair stayed the same, but it's, it went from that cool grayish white to just fucking super bright white. The aura is thick and like it just it distracts you from Goku. It's too, it's too busy. It's too busy. It's like there's too much going on. And we're like, yeah. what happened to Ryama to simplicity is best? Yeah. And then they made it worse because the jeering goes to full power and he has his own thick too much aura. <laughs> and so when they're fighting like this, they're like, the fuck's going on? <laughs> Just all this thickness in the air. Yeah. <laughs> and again, the fight doesn't get good until Goku is out of that form and him, Frieza, 17, and um, yeah, them three start teaming up on Jiren. And that's when the fight gets good and that's how it ends. And it's fucking great. But as I'm saying, like, I just love, until that moment, I love everything going into that scene. His hair was cool. Like honestly, I think that's what they're doing now in the manga. I was hoping that Ultra Instinct was just going to be his base form. That mm. was it. He was always in Ultra Instinct because we find out later that yeah, all the angels are always in Ultra Instinct. So uh, that's what I was hoping for. I was thinking like it'd be so sick if he just had his black hair with streaks of the gray or white of Ultra Instinct, mm-hmm. and then it, when he goes Super Saiyan, there's still that white streak. Yeah, shit. that would have yeah. been fucking cool. But they went too they went too hard on it. Yeah. All right. I got I got to go take a piss. Yeah, go for All it. All right. Oh, yeah, go for it. Oh my god. I've been holding this for Yeah, I got I got to go next too cuz I got to pee. Anyways, what well, what I, else you got, Frank? I mean, we're at an hour and a half, so I mean, what else you got? I mean, we can go on for way longer, but this might be a good time to call it. To call it. All right. So, uh what uh what what could the people maybe potentially look forward to for the next episode? Do you have any ideas for that? Well, hopefully you guys watch that episode then and then I'm going to send you some more shit to take care of. Oh yeah. Probably you'll probably have a more we'll probably have a little bit more in depth talk about abridgment Abridgments, yeah, I like abridgments. Yep. All right, awesome. So we gave you our opinions. We're right. You're not. Too bad. Anything else, Josh? Oh no, that's it. Uh, yeah, I agree with Frank. Too bad, fucking mm-hmm. assholes. Okay, but seriously, at the end of the day, this is our opinions. If you don't like it, I mean, like I said, you're wrong. But you know, I I understand you. I accept you. You're in a safe place. Go fuck yourself. <laughs> <laughs>